This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 254. So today is Sunday, June 5th, 2022. And as usual, I'm covering the latest news and rumors roundup from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So let's head on over to Canon Rumors and see what they have for us this week. First up, industry news. Fujifilm announces the XF150-600 F5-6-8 RLM OIS-WR and the XF18-120mm F4 RLM PZ. Press release. Uh, this is from earlier in the week. Valhalla, New York, uh, May 31st, 2022. Fujifilm North America Co uh, Corporation is pleased to introduce the Fujinon XF150-600 telephoto zoom lens. Uh, engineered for photographers who rely on extreme zoom capabilities, even in the most challenging photographic situations. From distant wildlife to sprawling landscape photography, the XF150-600 is designed to create long-distance images with pinpoint accuracy. Quote, the outstanding coverage that is achieved with this lens places a range of far-reaching subjects, including wildlife, nature, and landscape details firmly within reach, said Victor Ha, Vice President of Electronic Imaging and Optical Devices Division, Fujifilm North America Corporation. Quote, an incredible focal range paired with fast, reliable autofocus and a perfectly balanced, lightweight design removes barriers between photographers and their subjects, so their only limitation is their own creativity. The lens consists of 24 lens elements in 17 groups, including three extra low dispersion or ED elements and four super ED elements to deliver an advanced level of image resolution edge to edge across the entire zoom range. Covering 35 millimeter equivalent focal lengths of 229 to 914 millimeter, image makers can extend the reach of the XF150 to 600 through either the Fujifilm XF 1.4 times or WR 2 times teleconverters. The lens's longest focal length extends to, extends to 1200 millimeters, 35 millimeter equivalent of 1828 millimeters, closing distance in an instant. The fast autofocus system driven by a linear motor attains precise focus quickly and accurately, even in the super telephoto range where focusing can be difficult due to the shallow depth of field. All right, so the main features uh, for this product are it's the longest Fujifilm super telephoto ever made with premium image quality. It's HT-EBC coating, typically used on broadcast lenses, has been applied on all elements of the XF150-600 to to achieve high transmittance and low ref, uh, reflectance despite containing 24 elements. Compatible with the Fujifilm XF 2x teleconverter and the 1.4x teleconverter, uh, 35-millimeter equivalent focal lengths of 457 to 1828 with the 2x and 35-millimeter equivalent of 315 to 1350 
with the 1.4 teleconverters. Teleconverter. So definitely some exciting news there and uh, pricing and availability. Let's see here. You can pre-order this lens now. It has a retail price of $1,999 US or $2,550 Canadian. And the pre-orders are now available at B&H and Adorama, as well as other camera retailers in the US and abroad. Now, as far as the Fujinon XF 18-120 F4 lens, Let's see here. This lens marks the first collaboration between Fujinon Optics and Fujifilm X-Series engineers, creating a truly hybrid solution for motion production professionals and enthusiasts alike, said Victor Ha, Vice President, yada, yada, yada. Quote, incorporating our inherent broadcast technology has allowed us to create a lens with both cinema and broadcast style features that deliver smooth zoom, focus, and iris functionality. The 18 to 120 lens covers focal lengths ranging from the wide angle 18 millimeters to telephoto 120 millimeter, equivalent to 27 to 183 in the 35 millimeter format. Highly versatile 6.7 times power zoom with its compact design facilitates a variety of shooting situations, including landscape, wide angle, and portraiture telephoto. The lens is also capable of producing premium quality video due to the advanced video performance Fujifilm has nurtured in this broadcast cinema lenses for many years now. And it goes on here. I'm not going to read the entire press release because it's fairly lengthy and I don't want to bore my listeners to tears. Uh, but the XF 18 to 120 is available for pre-order now for $899 US and $1,150 Canadian. So definitely a lot of exciting news for Fuji series, X-series shooters like myself. Now, the lens is expected to be available in September of 2022. Now, that's the 18 to 120. The 150 to 600 is going to be available sooner. As I know, there have been some reviews done on that one already. Uh, let's see here. Does this say... Oh, yes, July of 2022 is when the 150 to 600 will become available. So we definitely have some exciting new super telephoto lenses for the Fujifilm X mount. Next up, industry news, Fujifilm announces the flagship X-H2S. All right, so let's see here. The most advanced X-Series mirrorless camera yet, the X-H2S, includes advanced features for both stills, photographers, and video. It is also the first APS-C digital camera of its kind to feature Fujifilm's 26.16 megapixel X-Trans CMOS 5 HS imaging sensor, a stacked backside illuminated imaging sensor with a single reading speed of up to four times faster than Fujifilm's previous uh, X-Trans TM CMOS 4 uh, sensor. Okay, so definitely an advancement in the and the uh, image sensor on here. You can pre-order the Fujifilm X-H2S now for $2,499. The X-Trans 5 combined with the newly minted X-Processor 5, which doubles the camera's processing power compared to the X-Processor 4, greatly enhances overall image fidelity at lower ISOs and reduces noise at higher ISOs. Subject Detection AF, which maximizes the tracking speed and accuracy of moving subjects, is now made possible through the incorporation of an AI processor. For video, X-Processor 5 enables the recording of 10-bit 422 video in resolutions up to 4.2K 30p and frame rates as fast as 4K 120p 
and Full HD at 240p. Support for professional codecs like Apple ProRes HQ, ProRes 422, ProRes LT provide incredible flexibility with post-production workflows while also minimizing power consumption, thereby extending the camera's maximum video recording time up to 240 minutes. Quote, the universal reaction to the X-H2S has been, this is exactly what I've been waiting for. The overwhelmingly enthusiastic response reinforced by my belief that X-H2S will be the versatile hybrid digital camera that can meet the diverse needs of photographers and motion production professionals, said Victor Ha, vice president, yada, 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 as usual. Quote, it's fun to see so much enthusiasm for this camera, especially since the features it has aren't normally found at a price point of only $2,500. So definitely some more exciting news. And we had already been telling you in the last few months that the X-H2S was most likely going to be announced at the Fuji Summit on May 31st, as well as the X-H2 high-res uh, model, which has the 40-megapixel sensor. Uh, now, let's see here. The several X-H2S accessories have been released as well. The vertical battery grip VGXH Dust and moisture resistant and is designed to operate at temperatures as low as 14 degrees Fahrenheit or minus 10 Celsius. It fits two Fujifilm NPW235 high capacity batteries. The grip's button layout is designed to provide equal operability, whether loading or holding the camera vertically or horizontally. You have the file transfer, FT-XH, features wired LAN connectivity and high-speed wireless communication capability essential for in-studio tethered content creation or for creating sports media content. It can also be used as a vertical grip using two Fujifilm NPW-325 high-capacity batteries. It can be combined with the X-H2S to support the following communication specifications, FTP transfer by wired LAN, wireless LAN, USB smartphone tethering, tethered shooting by wired LAN or wireless LAN, remote rec uh, recording function by wired LAN, wireless LAN, capable of controlling up to four XH2S cameras from a browser at the same time. There is an optional cooling fan, the FAN-001, specifically designed for the XH2S to facilitate extended image creation and video recording in high temperatures. The fan can be fitted to the rear of the camera body without a cable supplying power, extending continuous video recording time at high temperature and eliminating concern for heat-related camera shutdown. The cover kit, CVR-XH, protects various thermal uh, terminals on the camera. Items contained in this kit, one-time sink terminal cover, one-times hot shoot cover, one-times file transmitter vertical battery grip terminal cover, one-times cooling fan terminal cover, one-times memory card slot cover. Pricing and availability, I already mentioned the camera. Now, let's see here. Pricing for the accessories, the VGXH battery grip, uh, available early July 2022 at manufacturer suggested retail price of $399 US or $515 Canadian. The FTXH file transmitter available in September 2022 as manufacturer suggested retail price of $9.99 US or $12.80 Canadian. 
The Fan 001 cooling fan available early July 2022 at manufacturer's re- suggested retail price of $199 or $260 Canadian. And the CVR XH cover kit available early July at manufacturer's suggested retail price of $19.99 US or $26 Canadian. Now, one thing I wanted to point out is I was a little bit surprised that uh, Fuji decided to come out with a file transmitter battery grip for the X-H2S because previously, I think the only camera company that had done something like that was Canon when they released the R5. If you remember, when they released the R5, they released two battery grips, a standard battery grip for like $400 that fit both the R5 and the R6, and then the higher-end file transfer battery grip that had a Cat5 port on it, or LAN port, uh, wired LAN port, as it's called in here, and that one was $1,000, just like the one for the X, uh, XH2S. So, definitely surprising <clears throat> in some ways to see Fuji kind of follow Canon's lead on that. They probably realize really quick that there's actually quite a bit of market for that, especially in high-end sports and Hollywood studio productions. Next up, patent Canon RF 11-24 F4L and Canon RF 8-24 F4L Fisheye. Fisheye. Keith over at Northlight Images has uncovered some optical formula patents for lenses that are likely to arrive over the next year or so. One being an RF 11-24 F4L, which is definitely needed in the RF lineup. A Canon RF 10-24 F4L has been on the roadmap for quite some time. The second is a zoom fisheye lens that builds off the Canon RF 8-15 F4L USM. The optical formula in the patent is for the Canon RF 8-24 F4L USM, which sounds like a very cool lens. As with the EF version of the zoom fisheye, it will work as a circular fisheye or a full frame on a full frame sensor and as a normal fisheye on a crop sensor found in the Canon EOS R7 and the R10. The Canon 11-24 F4L USM optical formula, focal length 11.33 millimeters to 23.30 millimeters, F number 4.08, half angle of view 59.63 to 42.88, image height is 21.64 millimeters, entire lens length 135.40 millimeters to 130.90 millimeters front element to image sensor. And then we have the Canon 8-24 F4L USM optical formula, focal length, uh, 8-24, of course, F number 4.08, half angle of view is not listed, image height is 21.64, and the entire lens length is not listed. So I'm not sure, apparently whoever took over Canon rumors isn't finishing their stories when they start them. Uh, Sad to see that. Several blank entries on that second lens formula. And last for Canon rumors for this week, stock notice, refurbished Canon RF 100-500 F45-71L ISUSM. The Canon USA store has restocked refurbished copies. The Canon RF 100-500, as always, refurbished gear from the Canon USA store comes with a full one-year Canon USA warranty as if it was brand new. The Canon RF 100-500 key features... High-performance L-series versatile super telephoto zoom RF lens, optical image stabilization with up to five stops of shake correction, high-speed smooth and quiet autofocus with dual nano USM, minimum focusing distance of 2.95 feet or 0.9 meters, 
12-pin communication system, dust and weather resistant with fluorine coating, one Super UD and six UD lenses, and lens format is full frame. You can grab this lens now, the refurbished one, get it while the supplies last for $2,609. Regular price is $2,899. So that's going to wrap up everything from Canon Rumors, and now we'll head on over to Nikon Rumors and see what they have for us this week. First up, new Venus Optics Lawa 24mm T14 2x Paraprobe lens for the Nikon F and Z mount. The last Lawa teaser from Venus Optics was for a new Lawa 24mm T14 2x Paraprobe lens that is available also for the Nikon F and Z mounts. The lens is similar to the existing Lawa 24mm f14 2x macro probe lens, but with a 90-degree rotating periscope tip at the end. The existing model is currently $150 off for both the Nikon Z and F mounts. For now, the new lens can only be ordered directly from the official Lawa online store. They do offer international shipping. The press release can be found in an accompanying link in this article in the show notes. The technical specifications and some additional information are the Lawa 24mm T14 2x Paraprobe. Focal length is 24mm. Aperture range is T14 to 40. Angle of view is 85 degrees. Format compatibility is full frame. Lens structure is 28 elements in 19 groups. Aperture blades is 7. Minimum working distance is 2 centimeters. Maximum magnification is 2 times. Filter thread not applicable. Dimensions, the part of the uh, largest diameter of the lens is 61.3 millimeters times 408 millimeters. The front tube diameter of the lens is 29 millimeters by 408 millimeters. Weight around 770 grams or 1.69 pounds. The interchangeable zero degree barrel around 248 grams or 0.54 pounds. Mounts are a PL, Canon EF, Canon R, Nikon F, Nikon Z, Sony E, L mount uh, for the cinema version only. And there are some interesting images and diagrams here, which you, as well as an accompanying YouTube video from Lawa's official channel, which you can check out for yourself in this article in the show notes. <laughs> Now on Indiegogo, new Viltrox AF 13mm f1.4 STM APS-C ultra-wide-angle lens for the Nikon Z mount. Viltrox started a new crowdfunding campaign for an AF 13mm f1.4 STM APS-C ultra-wide-angle lens for the Nikon Z mount. Here are the details. This lens already exists for the Fujifilm X mount. You can see the YouTube video at the Viltrox official YouTube channel. And let's see why this lens was born. Generally speaking, shooting vlogs requires a lightweight and quiet focus lens. Landscape photography and architectural photography require a wide angle lens. Starry sky photography requires a large aperture lens. Street photography and food photography require close up capabilities. Is there a lens with a very versatile focal length that can be used in a wide range of applications from vlog to landscape to street, which greatly reduces the user's lugging burden? Therefore, by the end of 2021, Viltrox had developed and produced a lens that can meet so many shooting needs at the same time, the AF 13mm F1.4 XF mount, which makes up for the blank of the original lens group. 
consistent, high-quality, lightweight size, and cost-effectiveness make this lens affirmed and supported by many Fujifilm users. Many Sodium Nikon owners have expressed their desire to own this lens as well, so we decided to develop and produce the AF13 1.4 for the E and Z mounts for them as well. The Viltrox AF 13mm 1.4 in this crowdfunding campaign supports E and Z mount, and the equivalent focal length on a full-frame camera is about 20 millimeters. As an APS-C frame fixed focus lens, it can also be well adapted to Sony full-frame cameras such as the A7R3, the A7M4. I don't know what the heck the M4 is. I've never heard of that, etc. And S35 mode. This lens paired with the A7, I'm thinking it's A7 4 and R4, has a great experience for shooting 4K 60p video with fast autofocus and lightweight on the stabilizer. Friends who need to shoot sports videos and first-person blogs, it's definitely worth a try. Sport video shooting lens, the Viltrox AF13 1.4 lens is compact but solid with a size of 74 millimeters by 90 millimeters and a weight of about 420 grams. The Z mount is 455 grams. Lighten the load, which is convenient for users to go out and shoot with the stabilizer. Excellent autofocus accuracy and speed, easy to achieve, a variety of sports video shooting. The 13 millimeter focal length also has a natural advantage in shooting vlogs. Astrophotography wide-angle lens. Starry night photography is often carried out in an environment with weak light at night. The 13-millimeter wide-angle design greatly improves the amount of light and shutter speed and can obtain excellent imaging results in low-light conditions. In addition, we also use the f1.4 large aperture to accommodate more scenic information. Optical construction. Generally, the aperture of ultra wide angle lenses is relatively small, but the Viltrox AF1314 consists of both 13 millimeter ultra wide angle and a 1.4 large aperture at the same time. The large aperture design greatly improves the amount of light and shutter speed, which can be used in low light, excellent imaging results in all conditions, and also creates beautiful, soft background atmosphere. It is a lightweight and portable design, and let's see, excellent image quality, and there are some sample images here in this article in the show notes. Uh, the item is the AF13mm f1.4 E and Z mount. Camera mounts are E and Sony and Z mount and Nikon, of course. Lens elements, 11 and 14 groups. Uh, focal length is 13 millimeters, 20 millimeter full frame equivalent. Viewing angle is 94.06 degrees. Aperture is f1.4 to 16. Aperture control, 9. Shooting distance is 0.22 meters to infinity. Focus mechanism is ultralight internal focusing. Uh, focus motor is an STM lead screw. Focus mode, manual, as well as autofocus. Maximum magnification, 0.1 times. Lens size, diameter length is 74 millimeters by 90 millimeters with a weight of 420 grams for the E mount and 455 for the Z mount and a filter size of 67 millimeters. So if you want to check that out and support it on Indiegogo, you can. Now remember what I've warned you about many times before, neither Indiegogo nor Kickstarter are online stores. You are pledging your money in the hopes that the item will become a production item, and you'll receive yours. Now, Viltrox does have a good track record on these crowdfunding platforms, so there's probably not a whole lot to worry about there. But I just like to remind my listeners to be cautious. 
Next up, Nikon Nikkor Z24-120 f4S lens is currently in stock in the United States. This lens is in stock at B&H Photo and Amazon. The lens availability changes quickly, so make sure you also check Adorama, Wex, Calumet, Photo Earnhardt, and Camera Canada if you're in Europe or Canada. And it will disappear quickly, so if you want to get one, you better do it fast. Next up, upcoming Nikon Z9 classes. Steve Simon's Z9 Mastery Online Bootcamp is June 22nd, 2022. New, we will cover all the amazing new features added to this camera with version 2.0 firmware update. Post-workshop follow-up class included. Genre is Nikon Mastery. Skill levels all includes three Nikon Z9 series setup cards, a detailed slide deck handout, and assorted Nikon Z9 PDFs. You also get the Z9 bin file, which lets you populate your Z9's body's entire menu system, including all banks, in less than a second using the Z9 save load settings function. Next, we have the new Nikon Z9 New York City Mentorship Masterclass Workshop with Steve Simon. Uh, dates June 24th to the 26th, 2022, includes online boot camp on June 22nd, see above, intensive and transformational shooting experience in this combination boot camp and workshop where Steve takes you around perhaps the world's most photographic city in the world to use and learn the most powerful features of the Nikon Z9 camera. Genre is street and urban photography. Group size, max five participants. Skill levels all includes critiques and lectures, welcome dinner, MTA pass for transport to the five boroughs, museum entrances, and teaching materials, as well as snacks. The Nikon Z9 Deep Dive with Lindsay Silverman, June 16th to July 7th, 2022, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific time. All sessions recorded, and you can sign up now. So definitely some interesting workshops and classes for the Z9 that will be coming up later on this month. And last up from Nikon rumors for this week, Nikon will soon remove the download links for View NX2, View NXI, Capture NX2, and Capture NXD. On June 30th, 2022, Nikon will remove the download links for this software. If you still use any of these products, downloading them now as a backup is probably a good idea. Nikon encourages customers to use the new NX Studio Imager Processing application, which is available free of charge. Uh, to the users of this previous software, Nikon says thank you for choosing Nikon for your imaging and photographic needs. As of June 30th, Nikon will no longer provide the download links for View NX2, View NXI, Capture NX2, and Capture NXD. In the future, please use NX Studio, Nikon's latest image processing application. NX Studio can be downloaded from the Nikon Download Center. We would like to thank you for having used uh, View NX2, View NXI, Capture NX2, and Capture NXD for many years. We apologize for the inconvenience the discontinuation of these applications may cause, and thank you for your understanding. For more information regarding this matter, please contact your nearest Nikon Customer Support Center. We sincerely hope that you will continue to choose Nikon for your imaging and photographic needs. All right, now we'll take a short break and I will be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. 
If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag liamphotopodcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back. And now we'll head on over to Fuji Rumors to see what Patrick has for us this week. First up, 10 things you might have missed. Fujifilm X-H2, 40 megapixel X-Trans, September X-Summit, overheating drama ends, crazy X-H2S, video dynamic range, and more. Now that the main specs of the camera are known, but going through the various video coverage, I'd like to highlight a few things that, given the massive amount of information we got on the X-Summit, some might have missed. All you read below can be found in the videos of our live blog coverage. The Fujifilm X-H2 40 megapixel is an X-Trans sensor. If you look at the slides we shared during the X-Summit, you can clearly see that Fujifilm marked the X-H2 40 megapixel as featuring an X-Trans sensor. For the vast majority of Fujifilm shooters, this is fantastic news, as we can see here, me included. X-Trans is here to stay, at least for one more generation. The Fujinon XF 8mm f3.5, this has not been said clearly, but I believe it is probably rectilinear. Otherwise, I think Fujifilm would have mentioned it on the official new X-Mount roadmap that it is fisheye. Video dynamic range is incredible for an APS-C camera. An F-Log 2, Gerald Undone, measured 14.7 stops of dynamic range. Gerald was quite blown away by the performance when noise reduction is applied in post. He says, quote, the noise created by this sensor, first of all, is actually quite pleasing, even if it doesn't get cleaned up. But the software is able to clean it up very effectively so that the test software just gives it a great score. An incredibly incredibly result. I am very pleased by it. Gerald really rants around for minutes on this as he is literally and genuinely surprised by how great the performance is. The external cooling accessory, all of this panic for this accessory, and you can see the reviewers trying hard to bring it to uh, to make it overheat, and they miserably fail. And by the way, the fan is weather sealed, and you have lots of control over it: fan speed, fan noise, etc. It pulls uh, and it pulls power from the camera. But as the Fuji guys said in their latest X-Summit post-launch party live streams, it's really something you might need in extreme conditions. The Fujifilm manager said during the X-Summit that the fifth-generation Fujifilm cameras will begin with the X-H2S followed by the X-H2. These will be the first two cameras with the new platform. He also added more details about the X-H2 will follow during the X-Summit that comes later on this year in September. So if you were hoping for the Fujifilm X-T5 to come next with the fifth-generation goodness, then I guess the manager just told us we better arm ourselves with even more patience. The next fifth generation camera waiting for us seems to be the Fujifilm X-H2 high resolution 40 megapixel model coming in September. Now, as far as slow motion, 4K 120p has a 1.29x crop and the 1080p at uh, 240p with a 1.38 crop. CF Express Type B mandatory for higher ProRes bit rates required to be written on CF Express cards. 
The XH2S has an EVF refresh rate of 120 frames per second. Previously, highest refresh rate is 100 frames per second. And the EVSF is designed to always result sharp, even if the pupil is not perfectly centered to the camera. That's not something that appears on the spec sheet, but you will notice it when in use. The dedicated video still switch we have on the X-T4 and the GFX, for example, is gone. Not a big deal, as now the C1 to 7 settings can memorize settings for both video and stills. Face and subject tracking, a little detail to know, as pinpointed out by Big Head Taco. If you set your camera to subject tracking, then face eye tracking will be disabled and vice versa. Enabling face eye tracking disables subject tracking, so better assign function buttons to the new AF tracking features. For the command dials, you can no longer press the command dials. Gajan says he has been told by Fuji they did it to avoid accidental presses, especially in the video environment. IBIS Boost, according to Zishen, Fujifilm plans to increase IBIS performance via firmware from current 7 to future 8 stops. The Fujifilm X-H2S can be pre-ordered at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Moment, and Focus Camera. The Fujinon XF 150-600-5628 can be pre-ordered at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Moment. The Fujinon XF 18-120 F4 can be pre-ordered at the same retailers, including Focus Camera. And the Fujifilm cooling fan for the X-H2S can be pre-ordered at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and moment. So a lot of exciting news on the X-H2S from that Fuji Summit that just happened on May 31st. So I know a lot of the Fuji shooters were very excited. I didn't get a chance to sit in on the summer. I had too many other things going on that day, uh, especially with the missus still being in the hospital. Next up, Fujifilm X-H2S versus Canon R6 versus, versus Nikon Z9 autofocus comparison. Canon R6 is beaten and Nikon is caught. We should keep in mind one thing. The Fujifilm X-H2S is still in pre-production. Fujifilm engineers are constantly and restlessly fine-tuning, adjusting, tweaking, correcting, improving the firmware until almost the last day before it will ship to customers in mid-July. This means whoever tested the camera in the last few weeks was actually flying around with a potentially buggy camera, and indeed some reviewers noticed some bugs here and there and reported them to Fujifilm. But this also means we can't really make any conclusions about this camera in regards to IBIS, autofocus, image quality, and whatnot. The fact that this is just pre-production was highlighted also by Taylor Jackson in his Fujifilm X-H2S coverage, and yet he seems to be impressed already by its autofocus, so much so that he says it is noticeably better than on his Canon EOS R6 and very likely on par with the Nikon Z9. So why do I share this review in a dedicated article? Well, because so far... It is the only review I have found where the guy actually tests the X-H2S side-by-side with other cameras, meeting under the same conditions, same light, same subject, same everything. And we can actually see the different cameras tracking stuff side-by-side. So what are his findings? Let's find out in the summary and videos down below. 
The Fujifilm X-H2S picked up subjects at significantly further distances than the Canon EOS R6. He was not expecting it, but autofocus is fast, sticky, and confident. You can see the IAF picking up the eye even through dark sunglasses. A quick test with a person running towards the camera at 40 frames per second. All images were in focus, Canon R6 versus Fujifilm X-H2S. He is impressed by how far eye and, in general, human detection works on the X-H2S. At far distances, the Canon goes around focusing on various stuff. The Fujifilm sticks onto the person. Fujifilm camera, more accurate autofocus than the R6. He then went on, uh, went to island to an island to photograph puffins, and the camera detects their face. He shows two people very, very far away on an endless beach, and the XH2S picks up their faces, which is really just a few pixels on the screen. The Canon R6 versus, versus Fujifilm XH2 indoors AF tracking. In short, the XH2 XH2S wins. He also shared a Fujifilm X-H2S wedding photography behind the scenes video, which I will also share down below. In the wedding video, he compares it to the Nikon Z9, which he has only, or he has used really a lot for indoors wedding photography. Here are his findings. The Fujifilm X-H2S gets very close, if not on par with the Z9. It's crazy to say it's on par considering the Fujifilm camera is half the price of the Nikon Z9. Reasons to get it for wedding, uh, physical size of Fuji kits cost a lot less than the other stack sensor cameras. Great color science, but this is subjective. He will compare it to the Canon R3 in a later video, and Fuji rumors will report about it. But again, it's pre-production, so don't take anything here as the final verdict. So you can also check out his videos on his official Taylor Jackson YouTube channel. There are two videos that you can check out for yourself, and you can find this article in the show notes for today's episode and check it all out for yourself. Next up, wooden camera accessories for the Fujifilm X-H2S. Fujifilm has cooperated with wooden camera to release a couple of accessories along with the Fujifilm X-H2S. Here are the offerings, wooden camera, full camera cage, wooden camera unified accessory base kit, wooden camera unified accessory advanced kit, wooden camera unified accessory pro kit, gold mount, wooden camera unified accessory pro kit, V mount, wooden camera LW 15 millimeter base plate, and wooden camera D-tap to Fujifilm NPW 235 dummy battery 12 inch. The latest and greatest, and of course, I already covered all the links where you can order the X-H2S, uh, pre-ordered anyways, with the new lenses that have been released, so I won't cover those another time. Next up, whoops, DP Review removes their bad XF150-600 F5-6-8 samples while other photographers show super sharp images at 600 millimeters. Uh, some guys were, were sure it is simply impossible that the Fujidon XF150-600 is sharp at 600 millimeters due to mathematical calculations considering F8 on an APS-C combined with statistical elaborations on the effective diffraction for pixel picks of, okay, I hear you. Let's keep it short. The XF150 to 600, it's an unusable piece of junk, a 600 millimeter F8. And looking at the sample gallery shared by DP Review, not to be mistaken with DP Re, uh, DPR TV at launch day, which were the worst possible samples, one would agree with the above. <laughs> 
But now it looks as if somebody at DPR had the decency to pull off the sample gallery, as the original link to them is now broken. The sample gallery never loads, and on the main page, any reference to the sample gallery still visible in cached versions is gone. So what happened? I see two options. The lens was used in hot conditions with lots of hazy air that influenced image quality. The pre-production copy had an issue. Update suggested in the comments the X-T4 used does not support the lens yet. According to information I have received, the prototype lens didn't have firmware for the X-T4, which was the camera used for the samples. Anyway, damage done. The samples were so bad that some Fuji shooters looking forward to this lens were hugely disappointed and shied away from it. DP Review admits flawed Fujifilm GFX 100 studio test. DP Review says the GFX makes no sense and you better get full frame but if you read the article you notice they recommended three full frame cameras combined an alternative to one single gfx camera dp review says the nikon's base iso of 64 comes close to the tonal quality and dynamic range of the gfx 100s but apparently they do not watch their own studio comparison tool as when i used it i saw a clear advantage of the gfx 100s now that's a sub story within this article okay but the question remains open how does the xf 150 to 600 perform as 600 millimeters well i put together a series of links where you can see the samples by your uh, for yourself some of them i already shared in the live blog but others are new links that i did not share in the original live blog coverage Look, for example, at samples from Alan Hewitt below. They show the performance of 600 millimeters with an additional crop to it. If you ask me, that's actually an excellent performance. But as usual, watch by yourself and make up your own mind. You can view them at Alan Witt, uh, Hewitt Photography. You can, there's also Willem Chu, Fujifilm X, and uh, Ivan Joshua Oh, uh, Joshua O, uh, the king of APS-E, tested also with the XF-150-600. And the sample images I see here in this article do look absolutely amazing. They are crystal clear. There's definitely no Im issues with these images whatsoever. So it looks like uh, DP Review might have inadvertently shared some bad sample images because they were using a camera that didn't have firmware that supported this lens just yet. Next up, the Fujinon XF18-120 F4 LMPZWR owner's manual is now available. As you know, this new lens features power zoom, and I noticed some in the comments who asked how a PZ works. Well, you will find the answers to this and other questions, some sample, uh, some more simple, like how to screw on a lens hood in the dedicated owner's manual, which you can find at the link in this article in the show notes. Next up, the owner's manual for the Fujinon XF 150-600, now available and shows nice little feature. With the addition of the Fujinon XF 150-600, we now have a total of four lenses in the Fujifilm X lineup that have a tripod collar foot. Why do I mention the tripod collar foot? Well, because if you look at the owner's manual for the 150-600 that has just been published, you can see that it has one feature that the other lenses mentioned do not. Now, the other ones with the tripod foot are the 100-400, the 50-140, and the XF 200mm f2. Okay. Okay. 
If you have your lens mounted on a tripod, you can quickly remove it from the collar foot. So in the case you spot something you'd like to capture handheld, but your gear is on a tripod, you don't need to unmount the whole thing. Just snap the lens off the foot, shoot handheld, then quickly snap the lens onto the foot again. A nice little touch. You can see how it works in the video below at minute uh, 8 minutes and 45 seconds. And this YouTube video is posted by Kim Farley. If you want, you can access and download the owner's manual at the link in this article in the show notes. Next up, Flaw DP Review used XF150-600 on not yet firmware-supported X-T4. This is an update to our previous story as mandatory. I have investigated and I can now say with certainty that the reason DP Review removed all the ugly sample images taken with the XF150-600 is because they were taken using an X-T4, which still needs a firmware update in order to be able to properly communicate with this new lens. And to be clear, DPR did receive the X-H2S and was warned not to use other cameras except the X-H2S with the 150-600, but for some reason they did not follow the instructions. That's quite an embarrassing error for a website that should have tons of experience with pre-production gear. And maybe it's actually so embarrassing that they are afraid it will hurt their reputation if they publicly apologize for it. But I believe they should own up to it, not hide from it. Simply removing the sample gallery without informing their loyal readers that they, what they did were an, was an error is not enough to bring back justice to the XF150-600. to Nope, it would be a nice touch towards their own readers and towards Fujifilm that they'd apologize for sharing samples that misled people to believe the lens is a horrible performer. It can't be a rumor site to set things right. In this case, dear DPR, you need to inform your readers. And I do agree 100%. If they were told ahead of time by Fujifilm to only use this lens with the X-H2S that they also received, they should have listened to Fujifilm and done exactly that. Not use the lens with a camera that didn't officially support the lens yet and then post horrible images from that lens. That's just a disservice to the readers, and they really need to fess up to it. Come on, DPR. You guys are better than that. You need to make this right. That's my two cents. Next up, Fujifilm X-H2S and XF150-600, high demand and possible shortage of supply notice. Fujifilm has issued a press release informing us that the demand for the Fujifilm X-H2S and the Fuji, Fujinon XF150-600 is high, and that they will do their best to deliver as soon as possible, but it may take some time before products are delivered. For what it's worth, I can confirm that also among the Fuji Rumors community, pre-orders were strong for both of these items while they were very low for the Fujinon XF18-120 F4. Now, I would assume that the reason why the orders for the XF18-120 were low is because the lens isn't even going to be out until September. So nobody's going to place an order for it now when it's going to be several months before it even begins to ship. Um, where the other two items are supposed to be a be available in July of this year. Big difference, people. Come on. Next up, my impression, Fujifilm X-H2S high ISO performance is 1.5 stops better than the X-T4 thanks to four analog to digital converters. This is a report. I'm not saying this. This is someone else. And this is, uh, you, there's an accompanying YouTube video on Ring Photo Group. 
uh, that you can watch. So far, we know, and it has been well documented, that Fujifilm X-H2 has vastly improved dynamic range performance and video over the previous generation sensor with 14 plus stops compared to the previous 12 stops. But so far, we don't have any word about the dynamic range or ISO performance for stills. And that makes sense. As it's pre-production, we better wait for the final thing before we make any judgments. With this disclaimer printed clearly on top of the article, I'd like to share a video overview of the X-H2S plus new lens shared by Ring Photo. It's in German, so let me translate the part I'd like you to hear. Martin at Ring Photo shows samples he took with the Fujinon XF 150-600 of his cute dogs running around. He talks very positively about the autofocus. Then he addresses the concern that F8-600 might be perceived as too slow by some, as you will have to shoot at higher ISO. But here is what he says. Opposite to other X-Trans cameras, the X-H2S has four analog to digital converters. The X-T4 has two. Thanks to the new sensor and new technology inside the camera, the four analog to digital converters, my feelings with this pre-production X-H2S at this point is that ISO performance is 1.5 stops better than on the X-T4, which would be sensational. I want to be careful for now, but it looks very promising. So what is Ring Photo talking about when they mention the analog to digital converter? We know the Fujifilm XA, uh, X-T3 and X-T4 and all other ISO less or ISO invariant Fuji cameras have two analog to digital converters. On the X-T3, it works like this. Every image recorded under ISO 640 travels through one ADC and every image above 640 travels through another ADC. This helps to improve noise performance. This can have the paradoxical effect that an image taken in camera at ISO 500 can be more noisy than an image taken in camera at ISO 800 or even ISO 1200 because after ISO 640, the other ADC kicks in to improve performance. As you can see at the photons to photos technical chart at the accompanying link in this article. What the real life implication of this uh, has been explained by Rico in several articles, such as the GFX 50 series and an ISO-less classic. What's important for us to know in this article is that those analog to digital converters are a good thing when it comes to noise performance. And now that we know, thanks to Martin, that the Fujifilm X-H2S has four AD converters as opposed to two, ADCs and the previous X-Trans cameras, then this could indeed explain what Martin observed, a sensational improvement in ISO performance. Now, to my knowledge, Fujifilm has not made any public statement about the increased number of ADC or about the improved ISO performance in stills. All we can observe until now is that in video, the noise performance is shockingly good, as documented also by Gerald Undone. My final word? Well, there is no final word. I will wait for final production samples to be tested side by side with other Fujifilm cameras. And this is what also Martin at Ring Photo said that he wants to validate or not his impression with a final production camera. And once he did that, I will do my best to report and translate his findings for you. So definitely some interesting information from Germany on the X-H2S and its capabilities for stills.
Because it's cool, Fujifilm X-H2S meets FPV drone and delivers epic New Zealand mountain bike downhill race. Now, this can be wa- uh, video can be watched on the Fujifilm X-Series YouTube channel. I would like to share this video in a dedicated article for the simple reason that it is cool. It shows a Fujifilm X-H2S mounted on a drone following a crazy mountain biker going downhill on the mountains of New Zealand. The videos are two. I recommend to start with the final product, first video above, and then watch the behind the scenes, which is the video below. You can also read the story here at Fujifilm X. And as he mentioned, there are two videos on the official Fujifilm X-Series YouTube channel that you can check out for yourself. And last up from Fuji Rumors for this week, Tokina SZ 8mm f2.8 fisheye lens has been listed. This lens is now listed at Amazon US. Now about this item, it's a lightweight 280 gram and compact overall length 52 millimeter construction. Fast f2.8 lens for compact APS-C sensor mirrorless cameras. High quality build and sophisticated exterior design. A clickless aperture ring for smooth operation and video shooting. Detachable bayonet type hood to use with full frame mirrorless cameras for achieving circular fisheye effect. The lens was announced back in February and is priced at $307. And it does have an aperture ring, which is very impressive for a third-party lens at that price point. All right, that's going to wrap up Fuji Rumors for this week, and now we'll head on over to Sony Alpha Rumors. First up, European Sony APS-C lens price and pre-order shipment starts June 16th. European pre-orders are open, and the interesting tidbit is that they write that the lenses will start shipping out on June 16th. There's the pre-orders for the 10 to 20 millimeter at B&H Photo, Adorama, Amazon, Focus Camera, Photocotch DE, Photo Earnhardt DE, Calama DE, and Wex UK. The 15mm f1.4 at all of the same retailers, as well as the 11mm f1.8 at all of the same retailers. So get your pre-orders in now. Next up, new Sony APS-C lens YouTubers test roundup. Uh, The Sony 15mm f1.4 G lens can be pre-ordered for $748. All of the other lenses are the same as in the previous article, but you can watch the YouTube videos from Jason Vong. There's also uh, ZY Chen. There's Sony Alpha Universe. And some others here. Wex Photo has their own. And there's so there's quite a few YouTube videos here that you can check out in this article in the show notes on these three new lenses that are coming soon for the Sony E-mount. Next up, U.S. pre-orders for the new Sony APS-C lenses are now open. And it's all of the same lenses from the previous two articles. You can watch the official YouTube video at uh, Sydney Diagonzen. Uh, on his YouTube channel, and you have the 11 millimeter 1.8, the 15 millimeter 1.4, and the 10 to 20 millimeter f4 PZG lens. All of those are available for pre-order in the U.S. and Europe at this time. Next up, the Sony 24 to 70 GM2 review by Sony Alpha Blog in Hannah Saba. 
Uh, Pre-orders are available in the U.S. at B&H Photo, Adorama, Amazon, Focus Camera, and Henry CA. In the EU at Photocotch DE, Calumet DE, Photo Earnhardt DE, and Wex UK. And in Asia at Camera Pro AUS. Mark from Sony Alpha Blog tested the new lens and concluded, quote, globally, the Sony 24-70 f2.8 GM2 is a new masterpiece that will sit well next to the Sony 70-200mm f2.8 GM2 OSS. If you own the Sigma 24-70 2.8 DG DNR, then this is not required to upgrade. If you have the A7 II or A7 IV, but if you have the A1 or the A7R IV, you will notice a clear difference. It is worth two times the price? No. But if you want the best in all domains, the GM2 is the way to go. If you want the best for the money, then the Sigma 24-70 DG DNR stays the preferred option. And this is Hannah Saba's take on the new GM2 lens, which you can watch on his official YouTube channel. That video can be found in the article in the show notes for today's episode. Next up, XH2S announcement. Fuji wants to prove to you that 2,500 high-end PC APS-C cameras do make sense. 2,500, that is. Full-spec comparison on this special page at B&H Photo, we also saw Sony somewhat reluctant to launch very high-end APS-C cameras. But now that they announced three new cool APS-C lenses, I really do hope the time is mature for a new Mini A1. A proper high-end APS-C camera that is still affordable compared to full-frame equivalents. And if you believe there is no market for that, you're likely wrong. This week's Fuji announcement, the new X-H2S was a nice at $2,500 price tag. And from what I heard, the camera is selling like hotcakes. So dear Sony, please give us the A7000. Oh, goodness. Interesting. And last up from Sony Alpha Rumors for this week, 250 euros off on the new Sony 16-35 to F4G lens SOD by Amazon Europe. This is a hell of a deal on the brand new lens, 250 euros off at Amazon Spain. All EU citizens can buy from there. Deal reminder, till Monday, June 6th, you can save big at Photo Earnhardt, Germany. Note that you cannot combine those deals, so please choose wisely and use the coupon code after checking the links below. And you can find all of these links in this article in the show notes. They are all in German, so I will leave it up to you to check them out. For yourself. Remember to check out the Land Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 254 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again 
for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. Also wanted to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, comment on them, share them out on social media and elsewhere, and hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. And I will see you all again on Thursday.